Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 46. On today's episode, we're gonna talk about tips to help you get out and stay out of debt. So please stick around for a few words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about getting out of debt, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. For real, I love talking about this topic. But before we get into the episode, um, that part of the episode rather, I want to give my frugal tip of the week. If you've listened to these Monday episodes before, they're usually like a frugal topic, sometimes a productivity topic or things like that. But I always like to give a frugal tip of the week in this episode. So this week's tip is going to be um, something that I thought of yesterday when I was going Um, down in my basement to grab a card to mail to my niece for her birthday. So I guess probably about a year or so ago, I bought a box of birthday cards on Amazon. It was about $10 for a box of 40 cards, and the cards are blank inside, and they're all different pictures. Like every single card is a different card. There's no like duplicates in there is what I mean. And they're really, really cute. They could be used pretty much for anyone. They're they're not like super childish, not super grown up. They're just kind of like really cute general birthday cards and they're blank inside. So you could just write a message inside. And it was $10 for 40 cards. So that works out to about 25 cents per card. So even if you're going out and buying the 99 cent cards that they have, which sometimes you have trouble like even finding one that's appropriate for the person that you're looking for, Um, Even if you're buying those, that's still 75 cents cheaper per card. And I don't know, but to me, I always think like a card, unless it's like a very special occasion or, you know, you wanted to say something very particular, it just seems like not the best use of money. So I just love having these cards downstairs and I love that I don't even ever have to worry. If I realize, oh, it's my niece's birthday, I got to mail her a card, I run downstairs, I pick one out and I drop it in the mail, and it just, it makes life so easy. Um, The first time I did this, I bought a box of cards that had like duplicates. You'd have maybe like, I don't know, five of each card or something like that. That wasn't my favorite because then I couldn't remember what card I had might have already mailed someone, and I definitely didn't want to mail someone the same birthday card two years in a row. Um, So that wasn't my favorite, but if you can find the ones that have all individual cards that there's no duplicates in the package, it's just so great to just always have those on hand and be able to just run downstairs and grab one and be done with it. So that's my frugal tip of the week. Um, I did get mine on Amazon. I'm not sure, but I would think maybe they might have something like that at Walmart or Target or whatever. I'm not really sure if you don't do Amazon, but um, that's my frugal tip of the week. So, okay, so before we um, start to talk about the tips for getting out of debt and staying out of debt, I just wanted to quickly talk about, like, what are the benefits? Like, why do we care to get out of debt and stay out of debt? Like, what's the point? So, you know, some of the things that, um, some of the benefits of getting out of debt are things like it reduces your stress. I mean, not having debt 
just by the fact of not having debt, that's definitely one less stress you're gonna have. You don't have to worry about how to make the payments when other emergencies come up um, or putting yourself back in more debt because an emergency came up and you have to make these other payments so now you have no other way to cover the emergency. So not having debt definitely helps you with um, your stress levels. Um, it also gives you a feeling of accomplishment. Like each time as you're getting out of debt and you see that balance go down and no new charges were added, like it just makes you feel good. And when it's completely gone, um, I'm not there yet, but I know that when it's completely gone, it's going to be such a feeling of accomplishment that, yes, I had this debt, but now it's gone and I did it. Like we did this. So it's that's that's another reason why you want to get out of debt. It's just you know that you, you made this big achievement and hopefully you won't want to ever do it again. Um, it gives you freedom to choose where your money goes. When you don't have any payments to make, you have so many more choices for what you could do with your money. Like just think about if, if you have debt, just think about what those monthly payments are, even just the minimums, not counting any extra that you're using to put towards debt. Think about if you could just do whatever you wanted to do with that money each month, save it, um, save up for a vacation, give better gifts to your family, whatever, you could do so many things with the money. Um, and it, like I was, this is kind of tied to what I was just saying, but it allows you to save up for things. When you know you're gonna need certain car repairs or at some point you're gonna need to make home repairs or whatever, you can save up for those things and have an emergency fund or just have savings for other smaller little things that you wanna have. And then when emergencies do come up, you're not forced to go back into debt. So anyway, that's just some reasons. Those are some of the benefits of why we wanna get out of debt. So the tips, now we'll talk about the tips for getting out of debt. So the, the first tip that I wrote down um, for getting out of debt is to not let yourself get overwhelmed or feel that it's not possible. I mean, no matter how long you've been in this situation, you can always change things starting now. Don't let yourself feel like, sorry, I have to open my door and let my dog in. This always happens. So, um, you know, don't let yourself feel like because you're in this situation and it might feel overwhelming and you just don't want to approach it because it's just, you just feel like it's not even doable. Don't let that feeling stop you. Let yourself just take a look at where you're at and come up with a plan. Um, So, oh, I recently read this book that I wanted to mention related to debt payoff. It's not a debt payoff book, but it's a book called Everything is Figureoutable. And I really liked the concept in that book that you can pretty much figure out anything. Like you can figure out how to address anything, no matter how bad it is. It doesn't mean it's gonna be like 100% great how you figure it out, but you can figure out how to manage anything. And that includes your debt, no matter how you got here, no matter what happened, there's nothing you could do about that. But you can figure out what to do, where you're at now, and to move forward. Make it a challenge for yourself. You know, make, make it like a game and say, okay, this is what I have to do, and how am I gonna do this? Um, you know, just look at the numbers and start working on it. Uh, my next tip, which is, you'll kind of hear in all of the debt payoff communities and any information you read, it's usually the very first step actually that they suggest, and that's determining your why. So what is it that's causing you to wanna get out of debt? 
Do you want to be able to give more? Do you want to be able to travel more? Um, do you want to have freedom in your career choices or you may be in a job that you don't love and but you have to stay there because of the money? Um, do you want to be able to take maybe a lower paying job that you really love? Do you want to retire early? Like what is it? You need to think about that first because that's what's going to be there to give you motivation to keep you moving on this debt-free journey. That's what you need. You need to be thinking, this is why I'm doing this. Because if you have no reason why you're doing this, you're gonna tire of it very quickly. You really need that motivation to keep you excited about moving forward and getting rid of this debt. So once you've kind of accepted where you're at, determine you're gonna figure out a plan, determine your why, then you need to get started. So the first thing you're gonna do to get started on getting the step paid off is determine what debt do you have. Um, some of you may already know, some of you may not. There's actually a lot of people that aren't even really sure what they have out there because they're just too worried to even look at it. They're just too overwhelmed to really accept what it is. So the first step, as hard as it may feel, is just get it all down on paper or in Excel, whatever you use. I love Excel, but paper, Excel, whatever. List out all the debts that you have. List out who they're owed to, what you currently owe, what the interest rate is, and what your monthly minimum payments are. You're gonna need to know that information because you're gonna need to create a budget in the next step. So, like I just said, the next step, once you know everything you owe, you need to create a budget that's based on your income. So once you create a budget, if you don't already have one, you're gonna see in your budget where there's um, opportunities to reduce spending so that you can put extra money to debt payments because the only way you're gonna get out of debt is to make extra debt payments. You will never get out of debt by making the minimums. Um, if you ever look, I think sometimes on the credit card statement, it'll say like how long it takes to pay off this debt if you make the minimum payments and it's like, some ridiculous amount of time. Like you cannot make the minimum payments and get out of debt. So you're really gonna have to look at your budget and um, figure out where you can find some savings in there or things you can cut. You know, can you cut cable? Can you, do you still have a house phone? I know a lot of people don't have that anymore, but some people do. Can you cut a house phone bill? Can you reduce your grocery spending? Um, anything like that. Really, really dig in and figure out where you have an opportunity to cut expenses because you need to find every dollar you can to put towards extra debt. That's the only way you're really gonna be able to accomplish this. So, and you know, as part of your budget, the first step in creating a budget is tracking your expenses. I do have two separate episodes on tracking expenses and one on setting up your budget, if that's something you're interested in more information on. But it's key to track your expenses because once you start looking at where your money's going, you'll be surprised that there's usually gonna be some extra dollars in there that you can um, stop spending on certain things that aren't your priority and put them towards your debt payments. So once you know um, how much extra money you have available to pay on your debt each month, you're gonna lay out a plan to see how you're actually gonna do it. And then once you have that plan, like once you know what you're gonna pay off on your debt, you'll see that it's usually gonna happen quicker. You'll find that you'll start making different choices on how you're spending your money, um, which will allow you extra money to put towards your debt. And whenever any extra money comes along, you do wanna make sure that you always put that towards your debt. Like say if you get 
um, more of a tax refund than you thought you were going to get, or you purchase something um, and you get a rebate, you know, don't say, okay, say you purchased like, I don't know, maybe you needed to buy like, okay, here's a weird, ex weird example, but I have to buy this medicine for my horse occasionally. And every time he needs it, um, there's a rebate available. I know there always is. Every time I've had to buy this medicine, there's been a rebate available. So I go online, I fill out the form, I get the rebate. Well, I had already planned on spending that dollar amount on the horse's medicine. So rather than say, okay, well now I have this extra $23 rebate that came in, I can use it to buy whatever, um, going out to lunch one day or whatever. No, I'm gonna say, okay, well I had already planned on spending that dollar amount um, on the horse's medicine, so I'm gonna take this $23 and I'm gonna put it towards that. So any extra money that comes in from anywhere that you weren't expecting, you, you need to put that right to the debt, no matter what, because that will really help you. And you weren't expecting it, so don't spend it on something that you weren't expecting to spend. So um, that's that, that's that, you know, just really like look at all your, look at your dollars, look at where they're going and make sure anything extra goes to debt. So say, you know, you're looking at your budget and you have everything and you are putting everything you can to debt and you're just looking at it saying, this is just going to take way too long. I just don't have enough money going to extra debt. So an option there is pick up a side hustle short term if you need to. Lots of people do this now. I mean, there are so many opportunities that you can pick up flexible side jobs. Um, there's, some, there's things like Uber, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Instacart, DoorDash. I mean, there are so many of these services that you can just sign up and become um, an, a contractor for these companies and make side money when you have free time. So it's not like when it used to be, you know, if you had to pick up a side job, it needed to be, you know, on Saturdays, I'm working part-time at this place or on Tuesday nights or whatever. It doesn't even have to be that way anymore. So it's so much easier now to take on a side job if you really need to, just temporarily to help you get out of debt. And if you do pick up a side job to get out of debt, have fun doing it. Like feel great about the fact that every dollar you make while you're doing this is going straight to debt. And you know, don't feel like you're any lesser of a person because you're doing that. You are like awesome for doing that. Um, you know, sometimes you might have a feeling like, oh, you know, I have a, a great job. I really shouldn't have to pick up a side job to be able to get out of debt. Like, who cares? Just do it. It's extra money. No matter how much extra you're making, if you weren't doing anything with that time really anyway, you know, maybe a couple nights a week you might have a little time to relax. Like, just go out and do the side hustle during that time. You weren't really doing any, not that relaxing isn't important, I certainly don't mean that. But if you weren't doing anything really major, take a little bit of that time and go out and earn some money. And that goes straight to your debt. So you could be excited about it the whole time you're out there, just knowing everything I make is helping me get to this goal and think about your why. You know, once I get this debt paid off, these are the things I'm gonna be able to do. And it can actually be really fun. Like you can have fun while you're out there doing that extra job because you know what you're working towards accomplishing. So um, my next tip, which is uh, probably the, the main uh, real part of this debt payment, like once you've kind of established your why and how you're gonna do it and where you're gonna get the money from, is figuring out what method you're gonna use to pay off the debt. So 
there's basically two really well-known methods and that's what I'm gonna kind of explain to you quickly um, just so you can have an idea of how to actually lay out the debt once you're ready to determine which ones to pay first. So there's the snowball method and the avalanche method. So the snowball method is where you list all your debts, smallest to largest, based on the balance that you owe. And what you do in that um, plan is you take any extra money that you have and you apply it to the lowest debt and you make minimums on everything else. So on your lowest debt balance, you're gonna pay the minimum plus any extra dollars you have and then on everything else, you're gonna pay just the minimum. And you're gonna do that until that first debt is paid off. Once that first debt is paid off, then you take the minimum you were paying on that debt plus any extra debt payments you have and the minimum that was would have been due on the, the next debt in line and you pay all that money on that next debt and you keep going in that way. So that's why it's called the snowball method because you're building that payment that you're making. The payment you were making on the first debt, once that debt's gone, that moves to the next payment. And then once that debt's gone, the payment from the first one plus the second one, that now moves to the third. So you're basically building that payment. And um, a lot of people like this method because it gives you momentum because you're paying off the smallest debt first, you start to see debts getting knocked out. So it's kind of exciting because you get those quick wins. So a lot of people really like using that method in their actual debt payment strategy. Another method that's very popular is called the avalanche method. So um, in the avalanche method, instead of listing your debts from smallest to largest, you list your debts in order of the highest interest rate. So in this one, you're prioritizing paying off the highest interest rate debt um, the quickest, um, you know, first. Um, the, the problem with this is that depending on how you're motivated, this one might be a little bit more challenging. You're gonna follow the same, um, other, the rest of the method's gonna be just the same as the snowball method. You're gonna pick, in the avalanche method, you pick the highest interest rate and you list them that way. And then you're gonna tackle that highest interest rate first. So you're gonna put the minimum payment plus any extra debt payments on that one until that's paid off. And then you're gonna take that payment plus extra and then go to the next one. And you still, in the meantime, are paying the minimums on all the other ones. But where this one can be challenging is if your um, highest interest rate debt also has the highest balance to be paid off, it could take you quite a while to get that paid down. And that can be, um, I don't know what the word, it's not dismotivating, but it can, it can be a challenge in keeping you motivated if you're not seeing a, a, the quick win of getting something paid down. But if you're the type of person that's okay with that and it's more important to you to save that monthly interest and you wanna see that debt go away quicker, the one that has the higher interest rate, then that might be the method for you. So you just have to think about the two options and how you think um, it would work best for you and pick a plan. The most important thing is to have a plan. You need to have a concrete plan in place that you're following um, because it's, if you don't have a, a plan to follow and you're just kind of going month to month and trying to make extra payments here and there, first it's going to be really hard to keep track of what you've accomplished and it's just, it's not going to um, keep you moving on your, uh, meeting your goals as quickly as you want to. So, okay, this is one of the most important things too. Once you have everything laid out and you know what you're going to do, you have your budget, you have your plan, um, you need to commit to the plan. 
more important than anything else, no matter how much you've worked on your budget, no matter how much you've determined exactly what your debts are and how you're gonna pay them. And if you don't commit to the plan and stick to it, you're not likely gonna win. You know, your most important um, aspect of success in this debt payoff journey is to stick to your plan because you will see it start working. You'll be surprised at the progress you can make if you're committed to getting out of debt. You'll, you'll see that, you know, if you're out in the store and you're about to buy like, a, I don't know, some like latte or something because you're at Target and they have a Starbucks in the front and you're like, oh, I'm going to pay, you know, go get a $5 drink, which is great if you have the money for it, but it's not the greatest idea if you're trying to get out of debt. You'll see like those little decisions all throughout your day and throughout your life and you'll, you're committed to this plan. So you're gonna take every one of those little opportunities and put that money towards paying your debt. So you know, you'll, you'll be surprised if you really commit to the plan and you really are motivated by your why and stick, determined to stick to your budget, you will, you will do this quicker than your plan says you will. Um, the last tip that I have as far as staying out of debt, I'm sorry, not staying out of debt, we're gonna go into staying out of debt next. Um, the next, the, the last tip that I have as far as getting out of debt is to have those goals and celebrate them. Make it like a game. You know, when you hit certain points, like celebrate that you won. You know, if it's every $500 or every $1,000 or whatever benchmark you want to set, celebrate those wins. No matter how small it is, take pride in what you're accomplishing. And you don't have to have expenses to celebrate. You don't have to go out to dinner or anything like that. You could just acknowledge and be happy and say, look what we did, you know, put up a little, some people do like the little tracking sheets where they like color it in and each time they, you know, hit a certain benchmark, they, they celebrate or, you know, get like, I don't know, get like an inexpensive bottle of wine if you want to spend 10 bucks or whatever, or less than that. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be expensive, but you can have little celebrations along the way to show that you're doing this and making progress and you are gonna get out of debt. So those are my tips for getting out of debt. Next, I wanna talk about tips for staying out of debt. So to me, the most important tip on staying out of debt is working on changing your mindset about debt because there's so many people that believe that they will always have debt. You know, a lot of us have kind of been taught as we've grown up that debt is a part of life, everyone's got debt, you're always gonna have debt, and that's just the way it is. But it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't have to be. And I think one of the reasons why everybody thinks that is because so many people are uneducated on how to manage their budgets. There are so many people out there that don't have a budget, they don't know where their money's going. And it's kind of sad because if they had control over their money, a lot of them might not have to be in debt. So really start changing that mindset to, to say, yes, I understand that most people believe that, you, that you're always just gonna be in debt and that's just part of life, but it doesn't have to be and you don't have to be in debt. Once you kind of get that mindset, you'll, you'll make changes in the way you see um, purchasing things and if you really need to, if you really can afford it or not, or is this gonna make me go into debt and do I really need it? You'll start making different changes to how you spend money. Um, make sure you live below your means. If you're spending what you make or more than you make, there's no way that you're gonna be able to stay out of debt. You have to have some savings 
set aside. Things are gonna happen no matter what. And if you're spending all that you make, you're not gonna have anything sitting around when that emergency comes up. You know, when you get a flat tire or you have um, a repair needed in your home or whatever, there's always things that pop up. So it's so important to spend less than you make. And the only way you're gonna be able to track that is by having that budget. So it's super important to have that budget, stick to it, um, and save up an emergency fund. If you're living below your means, you'll have, once you're out of debt, if you're living below your means, you will wind up with extra money that you can save. So um, you should work on saving up an emergency fund. Most people that I've heard always recommend three to six months of living expenses. If you have a budget, you can figure out what that number is and um, you kind of determine how much based on your risk. Like, do you have a job that's, you know, really, really secure? Or do you have a job that, you know, you never really know what's gonna happen? That's how you're gonna determine how much of an emergency fund you need. But it's all about what you're comfortable with. So you can determine how much money you would like to have set aside, but work on building that. And that will help you stay out of debt because when an emergency happens, you're not relying on having to put it on the credit card like we've all done many times. Most people have done that, um, but we wanna get away from that. So also, you know, another main tip for staying out of debt is to consider alternatives when something breaks or needs to be replaced. Really think, is this really, really an emergency? A lot of times things happen and we think, oh gosh, this is an emergency, we have to put this on a credit card and get it taken care of. But is it really an emergency? Is it something that you could possibly live without for a while with, you know, and, and try and save up? Say, for example, if your dishwasher breaks and there's no cash to repair it or replace it. You can actually wash dishes by hand for a while while you save up for a new dishwasher. So often if something like that breaks, people will just run out. If they don't have the money, they'll go to like Lowe's or Home Depot and you know, they'll take out like a no interest payment plan for however many months or they'll put it on some other credit card or whatever and just pay it off. In some cases, I understand like there might, it might be really, really hard to think of an alternative depending on what it is. And honestly, I don't really have advice for what to do in that situation. Um, you know, I know a lot of people say no matter what, don't put something on a credit card, but if something is truly an emergency, like a real, real emergency, and you don't have any other way to pay for it, I'm not sure how you would avoid debt in that situation. So the goal is to get out of debt, get that emergency fund saved up and not have to put yourself in that situation. But my point is to, to really make sure that if you're doing something like that, is it really an emergency? Is it truly an emergency while you're getting yourself back into debt? Is it really? Um, like an example, I was reading, I was on a, one of the Facebook groups that I'm on. I'm on like some of the, you know, debt-free community um, Facebook groups where people kind of encourage each other to get out of debt, to stay out of debt, and talk about things like that. And the one woman made a post about um, her air conditioning unit had broken. Um, Sorry, here comes the noise from my dogs again. All right, I'm gonna stick them outside while I'm talking. Go on. So, um, of course, one of them didn't wanna go out. She always does this. <laughs> so anyway, this woman said, you know, my air conditioning unit broke, my central air broke, and it's gonna cost $5,000 to repair it. And I don't have $5,000. I'm gonna have to finance it. 
and you know I don't know what to do because I was on this debt payoff journey and I'm trying to get out of debt and now I'm gonna have to go five thousand dollars back into debt and you know does anyone have any advice on how to handle this and some people said well why don't you get a, a window unit like you can survive without having central air I know it's not ideal it's not like the best but if you're really trying to get out of debt you can spend a few hundred dollars and have a window unit. It'll keep you cool enough. You'll survive until one day you're out of debt and you could save up and get the central air fixed. So it's kind of things thinking about things like that where most people would think, oh, my central air broke. That's an emergency. I have to get this paid for no matter what. Like, is it really an emergency? If your roof's leaking, that's an emergency. Like, that's going to cause major damage to your home. You can't live healthy like that. You You know... That's an emergency. But things like central air, um, you know, maybe the, the table, uh, your kitchen table, the leg is like getting wobbly. Like, can you live with it? Can you live with it? Think about it. Really try and change, change the way you think about what is really an emergency before you dip into your savings or put something on a credit card. And um, I kind of briefly mentioned this before when I talked about buying a dishwasher, but you know, one of the tips that I have too is don't let yourself fall for those no interest payment plans. You know, you go into a, a lot of times the um, the big home stores like Home Depot and Lowe's and or even like Best Buy, things like that for appliances and, you know, um, stereo equipment, TVs, things like that. They'll often have these offers that are no interest, um, you know, no interest if you pay this off in six months or 12 months or 18 months or whatever. And I've, I've done them before. I've fallen for them. I know lots of people have. They're very popular. But the thing is that debt isn't only about interest. A lot of people think they don't want debt because they don't want those extra interest payments and the, you know, the interest expense. But it's not just the interest. It's the idea that you have this payment now that you have to make every month. So no matter what, every month now, you have to make that monthly payment. And that's less money that you have available now if something else comes up. So if you have, you know, say two or three of these payments going on every month, say they're 100 bucks each, that's $300 now out of your money that has to go to those no matter what else comes up. What if you had that 300 to pay for the repair on your, uh, you know, replace a tire on your car if you got a flat and it needed to rep be replaced? Or, you know, it's the fact that every month now when your paycheck comes in, that money is going straight to those payments before anything else. So keep that in mind. It's not just about that it's no interest. It's you are debt going into debt. It's still debt. Um, you know, you have to make these payments now for this amount of time, no matter what comes up. So and, and usually the things that those payments are on are not are not really emergency things. Like I said before, the dishwasher, is it really an emergency? A refrigerator? Yes, that's an emergency. Um, but can you buy one second hand in the meantime? Do you have to go out and financing it? If you really, really think about it, oftentimes there are other ways to deal with the situation than to go back into debt. So really commit to try and um, save up for things or buy second hand if possible. Um, another tip for staying out of debt is when you go to the store, really commit to sticking to your list. If you're going out to Target, don't come back with 10 things when you went there to buy one. You were never gonna buy those things in the first place. So just go there with what you need. Challenge yourself to leave the store with only what you went there for. 
it makes a big difference. Nothing can blow your budget, like going to the store a couple times for different things that you might wind up needing to pick up and coming back with many other things that you had no intention of buying and no budget for. And my last tip is to prepare a contingency plan. Lay out a plan to look at your budget and lay out a plan of what you would do if you had a financial emergency. Say, for example, you wound up out of work for a month. Maybe you got sick and you had to be out of work and you don't have disability insurance or um, if you're getting it through the state, maybe it's much less than what your take-home pay would have been or whatever. For whatever reason, you're not gonna have income for a month. Look at your budget, figure out what you would do. How would you get through that? What bills could you cut? Um, you know, the first things that you would cut, obviously, is any entertainment budget that you have. Anything for going out to eat, you would cut your grocery budget. You're going to have to eat much less expensive foods for the meantime. Can you cut cable? Do you, do you still pay for cable? Can you cut that? Can you cut Netflix? Um, can your cell phone be downgraded? This is an emergency situation. So although the things you're going to look at cutting might not be things you'd want to cut in your normal daily living, have a plan in place that if you really had that emergency where you did not have income coming in for a period of time, what could you cut in your budget to make it work? It's really important to have a plan in place because not only does it help keep you out of debt if that situation was to occur, it also reduces your stress by knowing that you have a plan if something were to happen and um, it just kind of makes it makes you feel more comfortable in your day-to-day -day life knowing that if something was to happen you already have a plan in place to deal with it. So that's it. This episode is a little longer than I expected but this is something I really love talking about. I really hope it was helpful to you. Um, I'd, I really want to do more episodes on this topic um, but I have you know I want to think of different ways to present it. Obviously I'm not just going to keep talking specifically about getting out of debt, but I definitely want to continue more um, episodes in this area. If there's any specific um, topics on frugal living or getting out of debt, um, anything like that you'd like to hear, I would love if you would message me and give me some episode ideas. Um, I really want to provide information that's useful to you guys listening out there. So, oh, and by the way, I meant to say thank you. Someone gave me a five-star review on um, iTunes, and it's my first review. I was so excited. I always, I, I once in a while go in, well, I don't want to say always, but probably every day, <laughs> I would go in to iTunes and look at my podcast and check and see if there was a review yet, and there hadn't been. I, I'm still a fairly new podcast, so I wasn't surprised, but... Um, then I think it was yesterday I clicked in and it said five stars and I was like ecstatic I was so excited I couldn't believe someone left me a five-star review so whoever you are if you're listening thank you so much it totally made my day but anyway um, I do have a Facebook page and a Facebook group if you'd like to message me um, you can go to facebook.com slash Lola's Frugal Life. That's all one word, no apostrophe. And um, you can message me through there. You could like the page. You could post a comment on the page. Um, any, any type of communication or feedback would be really great. I also have a private listeners group that we're um, just starting to build now. I have one person who's in it, and I'm super excited that she's there. Um, but I'd really love more to join so we can have conversations about these topics that are discussed on the podcast. So um, there's a link to join the group in the, um, on the Facebook page, or you can go directly to facebook.com slash groups 
slash Lola's Frugal Life and you could submit a request to join. There's no questions to be answered or anything like that. You just submit a request and I will approve you. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a really awesome day.